everyone, and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, and joining me as always is Tim. Hello. And Tim, are you ready? <laughs> Nothing clever today. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first of three episodes we're recording today, Tim. Maybe, <laughs> maybe <laughs> I hope you've got something planned for uh, recordings two and three. This is oh, a bad sure. thing. This is a bad sign. <laughs> uh, but yeah, are you ready for today's seance, Tim? Yes. Yes, you are. Uh, because this is a horror movie podcast. We talk about horror films mm. every week. And on this episode, we are doing a fresh out-the-oven movie. Uh, mm-hmm. More fresh than most movies we do, in fact. Not just because it mm-hmm. just came out this past weekend, or just before the weekend, which is Host, uh, we're talking about, the Shudder exclusive, which mm-hmm. is a movie that was conceived, shot, and released entirely in quarantine, uh, mm-hmm. and references the you know the pandemic a little bit uh, during its film, uh, during the runtime. Um, mm-hmm. But the fact that this was only just conceived, because I think that, that director did an interview this week saying that the idea started 12 weeks ago. So this, from wow. Genesis <laughs> to release, was 12 weeks, which is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it makes sense. There's a lot less things to deal with in this movie, because it's, you know, yeah. it's a, it's a mo- horror movie told through a Zoom call. Uh, mm-hmm. Skype is so last year, apparently. But uh, <laughs> So... That's the basic thing is, is a bunch of characters because they can't hang out because they're in quarantine, which, by the way, is just weird. First of all, watching a movie where they reference lockdown and they reference yeah. like some of the mm-hmm. things. Uh, it's one of those things where people watching this in like 30 or 40 years who, you know, don't necessarily remember off the top of their head that 2020 mm-hmm. was the year that all this was happening. Are we going to have to be like, have it explained to them what, what was going on? Yeah. Why, why the bumping elbows? <laughs> what's happening but uh yeah so they they do a seance and of course they awaken a malevolent spirit uh spooky Mm -hmm. things happen and that's the basic gist of it obviously we'll save uh, the rest for spoilers so uh, we'll get to that in in a due course but we'll start spoiler free and just before we start on youtube if you hit the like button if you like the show uh it's Mm -hmm. a nice easy way to support everything we do uh so there's your liking plug for the for the start of the show (laughs) <laughs> yes, I feel like a shell. Okay, we can move on with that. Um, so yeah, I guess I'll just ask the, so I mean, obviously the obvious comparison for this is Unfriended because mm-hmm. Unfriended was the movie that did the computer <laughs> screen. It's all a Skype call, and mm-hmm. surprisingly was quite good. Yeah, and I said after we reviewed that movie that okay they can never do this again though they did all the best ideas they could have had in one of these movies and it's done mm-hmm. and then Unfriended Dark Web came out. And they actually put enough of a twist on it that I was like, oh, you know what? I don't hate that this exists. This actually has a mm-hmm. lot of merit to it. Could you could you imagine if they never made Unfriended 1 and 2? Mm-hmm. And oh, the, yeah. And, the, and this movie host only existed and was created as it is with you know different people in different houses recording stuff for a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, only existed because of the current climate, because of what's happening right now. It's almost like Unfriended kind of... I mean, it's still impressive, but Unfriended kind of like makes it feel a little less special. <laughs> because sure, it was already no, done. I, <laughs> yeah, no, I I totally get it. Like, yeah. yeah, I do think it is a very um impressive what they're doing with what they have. But like, yeah, like you said, it's like all right, but it's it's not like creating something completely new, doing something we never seen before. You know, it's yeah. not like a. I, I mean, yeah, it's still. I don't want to take anything away from the movie, but I guess uh. I guess we we haven't seen it on Zoom before. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. Uh, so the movie's actually really short. That's the, one of the first things we should probably say mm-hmm. is that it's actually an hour long. 
Uh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, yeah, it's convenient for fitting in stuff. Like I said, we had three mm-hmm. movies to do today, recording-wise, so having one of them only be an hour was nice. Yeah. Uh, and maybe that's okay if some movies will only want to be an hour long. Because, I mean, sometimes we watch a 90-minute movie and go, I feel like it was maybe stretching out a little bit, you know. Yeah. Imagine if they all just said, hey, why don't we just be... 70 minutes long instead of 90 minutes long. I think especially in this day and age of like, you know, so many different avenues for content, like, you know, it's not like we're beholden to this strict model of like, you know, everything is in the theater and it has to be this long and, or it needs to be this long on TV for commercial breaks and stuff. It's like, no, I mean, yeah, everything is so much more freer now. Um, You know, you can just let stuff be what it can, what it wants to be. I, I actually like hate when, um, you know when you're watching like a show on Netflix and like, um, I don't know, like the, some like you know sometimes they'll change it up, but sometimes they seem so beholden for like we need to have 13 episodes and they all need to be 53 minutes long, and it's kind of mm. like well, like why like you know it really doesn't matter like you can literally do whatever you want like I don't know I I kind of like this you know normalizing of um you know just letting stuff be what it yeah, wants to that, be that was definitely something early netflix shows had a problem with where they were insistent on hitting an hour for every episode and it was like mm-hmm. so exhausting uh, and yeah. even umbrella academy just came back for season two this weekend and i can't wait what's what's interesting about it is that the first season which i enjoyed but one of my complaints in season mm-hmm. one is that of the 10 episodes most of them were an hour long and mm-hmm. i felt this kind of the pacing be a bit of a slog in a lot of those episodes and mm. season two, if you look at the runtimes, most of the episodes are 43 to 45 minutes. They, they, they're they oh, nice. much shorter than season one. So it feels like they even were aware that their pacing was a bit off. And that maybe, sh- I mean, I'm assuming that that's the case. I've only watched one episode so far, so I can't say for, yeah. for certain if that's what's happened. But uh, did, uh, did you watch I'm Not Okay With This? I know. That's uh, the Netflix show starring like the two of the kids from It. No, no, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I remember the trailer. I didn't watch it, no. Yeah, just because the, the we just, like, watched it recently and just kind of took a chance on it. I actually thought it was pretty good. Um, I'd recommend checking it out if you're ever bored. But, like, uh, yeah, it's only, I think, like, seven episodes, and I think they're between about 20 to 30 minutes each, and it just felt, like, very refer- refreshing to watch something that's, like, oh, cool, they're not, like, stretching this out. And, like, you know, they mm. easily could have, yeah, made everything an hour, but uh, that, I thought that was actually pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty neat. So, host, simple film, <laughs> uh, Zoom call, seance, and obviously inspired because this is what we can do right now. Lots of proper <laughs> content, as it were, can't be made right now. Although, obviously, by now, things are starting to shoot certain places, but <laughs> it's not something that they can do on mass yet. So this is a movie that was designed, and there's definitely a couple of segments, definitely towards the end, and a couple of things where there's actually like visual effects where I'm like, so how? I, I, I almost am more fascinated in the making of this movie than oh, I sure. am the movie mm-hmm. itself. Just and I'm like, okay, so if if these people were controlling a lot of their own stuff at their own places, mm-hmm. and I assume they were all recording video separately locally, so that the quality would always be as good as they could, you know, have it. Kind of like how yeah. like Tim record his own audio, so in case there's <laughs> any you know distortion over mm-hmm. Skype um we, we I, can, I can put in his audio on it it sounds better so mm-hmm. i assume that, that that's kind of the case here and i assume that there's a lot of it. so it's kind of funny watching something that it's a movie that's kind of made the same way that we record our podcast which <laughs> i think is really hilarious well, uh, why are we not making a movie <laughs> <laughs> hey tim if you want to make a movie let's make a movie okay <laughs> well um romantic comedy right. what, what are we doing <laughs> we'll call it co-host <laughs> cool 
<laughs> and they can't even search for that. I love it. <laughs> Ghost. That's so good. All right. Uh, coming to a shoddy streaming service near you, twenty eight twenty four. Where we're slow workers. Uh, we can't do 12 weeks, you kidding me? <laughs> so, yeah, I guess I'll ask a question. Tim, what did you think yeah. of Host? Uh, I, I liked it quite a bit. And uh, I do think, um, you know, it, it kind of, it, it's kind of funny because it seemed to kind of just drop out of nowhere. It's almost like kind of like a surprise. Like, I, you know, I, I think we had heard like a little bit about it, but I don't, I don't know if we saw like a trailer or anything. And then, yeah, all of a sudden you know, Shudder just kind of comes out of nowhere with it. And I started to see a lot of, uh, you know, people on Twitter talking about it. And we're actually even going to do another movie. But yeah, we kind of talked about it. And we're like, hey, maybe we should check this out. You know, it's getting some rumblings and stuff. And a lot of people seem to really, really love it. And um, and I, I mean, and, and I agree, it is really cool. I, I do think it's not like, not maybe the most amazing movie, but I think there are like a lot of factors like we kind of talked about where, like just the fact that, uh, you know, it was made so fast and during this really weird time. And like you said, it's a, a movie that actually references what's going on right now. Like, which it is kind of weird, but also I think it's kind of refreshing because, you know, sometimes like with everything that's going on, you watch a movie and like, you know, people are going into a movie theater and hugging <laughs> and like, <laughs> you know, touching. And you, sometimes you do get a little bit Honestly. like, oh, it's kind of weird, just even even not even counting the current climate and what's going on, but like <laughs> movies by their nature take a while to make. So typically, yeah. the the newest thing that a movie will reference will be a year ago, or maybe in some cases mm. they'll reference something maybe earlier that year. Like, let's say a quick horror movie relative to Hollywood is churned out, you know, from like March to like September for an October release. Maybe they'll reference something yeah. from the start of the year, but for the most part, movies can't reference things that far back. TV gets away with that a little bit more because TV's mm-hmm. made kind of on the go a little bit. So you can maybe get like a reference that's only a couple of months old in the TV show. Uh, yeah. So there's actually some, there's something really weird about a movie referencing what's going on right now uh, mm-hmm. to the point where, okay, sure, let, let's say the pandemic kind of wrapped up quite quickly. This might have been slightly mm-hmm. out of date because it, you know, it did take a few months to make, right? But mm-hmm. the fact that there's references to what's going on in the world as it's still going on in this movie is kind of yeah. weird. It's kind of weird for a movie <laughs> to not be referencing in hindsight. It's mm-hmm. no, this is actually something that's happening right now. So yeah. that's just kind of a, a surreal odd thing, you know, regardless of how good are the horror elements or anything else. It's just, it's odd. But. Yeah. And, and so the, like, yeah. So I think that basically what it comes down to is, uh, cause I do think the, you know the characters are you know likable enough like you know they do kind of um maybe every now and again like you know maybe someone might be like a little annoying but you know it kind of fits like what they're going for like you know the characters their friends you know they're on a a skype call and then uh i i do think you know this once the horror stuffs um starts because i I was surprised that um it kind of takes a while to get going especially with such a short runtime i was kind of wondering like huh like we don't really have like uh, that much time but i do think like once it gets going it is uh you know pretty well done and um it, again I, I think it's just a like it was a you know like a pretty decent movie but then it, it just feels kind of uh well maybe i should say more than decent like i think it was like you know perfectly good movie but then um i don't know I, I, it just feels like with a lot of the stuff around it that it kind of i don't know elevates it a, a bit and like you said there's like a kind of interesting fascination and stuff with it but 
I mean, overall, I was, uh, yeah, pretty, uh, pretty happy with it. Yeah, I think a shorter runtime is a benefit to it because it doesn't feel mm-hmm. like it's dragging kind of the scares out to, you know, it feels like once things start happening, things happen pretty quickly. And, and, and one thing we didn't mention with the runtime too is that I actually like that it's kind of part of the story because I, I don't really know much about Zoom. I, I've been around it a few times, but I don't really use it. But I guess, um, if you don't pay for it, you can you only have like a certain time yeah, limit no, on it. I, no, I knew this, yeah. So, so the, the, the Zoom has an hour time limit for free group calls, uh, mm-hmm. and, this movie kind of incorporates that uh, to the point where, I mean, I don't think this is a spoiler to say this, but mm. at the end of a Zoom call, it, it literally has a countdown to when the call's going to end. <laughs> so the mm. end of the movie does literally have a timer on the corner, which I noticed, <laughs> I noticed it counting down yeah. uh, from like the, maybe like the 22nd mark. And I'm like, this is counting down when- to when it's going to cut away. Like I know, <laughs> I know when this movie's going to end because it's counting down the corner, which is, again, kind of surreal and different. Yeah, like, I forget when I noticed it, but, like, because uh, I wasn't sure if it had been there the whole movie uh, or anything, or, yeah, I, I guess maybe it just does it, like, towards the end once it's about to go, yeah, but once you I, notice that in the corner, it's, like, kind of cool. It's like, oh, no, like, oh, we're getting down here. Um, it adds an interesting yeah. bit of uh, tension to the final moments that you wouldn't really be able to achieve any other way, because mm-hmm. it's, it, it, cause it's something that's almost meta it's you know it's this like the movie is literally going to cut to you know the credits or whatever it's going to do at the mm-hmm. end here in this you know number of seconds and that's all the time we have so it's, it's almost basically saying you know assuming there's going to be a jump scare say at the end right mm-hmm. it's almost saying this is when the jump scare is coming we're telling you <laughs> yeah. we're giving you a countdown here it's coming is there five four three and that's kind of, that's kind of an interesting element as yeah. well i appreciated that um I appreciate that the, the the credits at the end are actually like it's like it's like a list of people in a in a Zoom call and they're just scrolling down. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, what, yeah. One of the little cool. details that I really liked about that actually is that mm. all of their mics are muted in this list of credits, but the mm. sound guy his mic wasn't muted, and I thought that was a really nice little touch. Oh, I didn't <laughs> notice. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a nice little touch. Uh, so obviously, I mean, that sounds like spoiler stuff because it's the end of it, but it's the credits. Like, <laughs> the, right, yeah. <laughs> the actual story is something that obviously we're going to save for spoilers. But um, but yeah, you've, you've got five main characters, essentially, who are on this call. There's kind of a sixth, and because it's, five, it's five, uh, five women who are on the, the call, who are all friends. Uh, the first one we meet is Haley, who's an American, but the rest are all, all English. And I, I didn't realize getting into this that it's a British movie. I... I, I Oh yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> I guess I just assumed it was American, but I, but obviously it's like okay, so it was like we we meet Haley who's American, and then we meet Gemma who's got an English accent. It's like okay, fifty mm-hmm. fifty. But then every character after that was <laughs> was uh was it? Well, not all English actually. The 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 person performing the séance was actually Scottish. There's a, a an oh, older yeah. Scottish woman uh who it was kind of weird for me actually because her voice was very uh not so much teacher. But it sounded a lot like a person who would often come into school to give a talk on something. On the dead? Not on the dead. <laughs> but on whatever in school topic. seance. <laughs> My school did not have any seances, no. Uh, but it was... I think it was the way she kept apologizing and she kept saying sorry. I just did it. It was, it was, it was, it was more of a personal thing. But it yeah. was... Give me flashbacks. Give me flashbacks to school. Anyway. Um, so... Yeah, so that, that's kind of our main characters, and they kind of do a decent enough job of differentiating them. There's some that are a bit more developed than others, uh, or more memorable mm-hmm. than others. Uh, I think the one who gets maybe the shortest end of the, the stick is, is Emma, who 
it kind of feels like she doesn't really have her own plot thing. Like, see, everyone else has a thing. Like, I think uh, Caroline has got kind of a... She, she, actually, I suppose Emma does play with the face cam stuff where she's got the the, the face effects. Oh, yeah. that, that's, that's maybe the only thing she does that's kind of standard out. But uh, mm-hmm. Caroline has the whole background thing. Um, uh, Radina's Which got says... this boyfriend she's living with mm-hmm. that she only moved in with for, for lockdown, so it's kind of awkward and tense and, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, Gemma is a bit of a joker, but she seems to be the kind of the best friend of Haley. They seem to be the closest, mm-hmm. and yeah. Haley Haley's the one who's done this before, who's like making them all promise to be nice to the to the uh, the the medium, I guess. If, mm-hmm. if that's what we're if that's what she is. But yeah, <laughs> yes. What are you gonna say, Tim? Hmm? Oh no, I was just gonna say, um, yeah, I I think there's like, um, th- th- I I don't know if there was like a ton of like um like great uses with because like you know one of the fun things about this is trying to figure out like you know different scares uh using the technology and um i do think the like not necessarily that like yeah everything needs to be like completely unique but like i don't know if there was a ton of uh advantage of advantages of that but i do think the um there's one i think there's one that stuck out to me as being quite good but the uh the background one though i i i really liked um yes i, I mean i i think um and I, I think people have seen that before where like uh I, I mean i forget what it is but just like yeah seeing online like people can make their own backgrounds and, and zoom and like I, i've seen people do this before where they like film themselves in the background so that you can then have a background where you're talking and then yourself comes in and stuff and um yeah i, I thought that was used like really effectively yeah uh, obviously, we get to spo- into spoilers as to how, yeah, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> um, and there's there's some good scares. There's definitely some of them are very much of the jump variety, but uh, yeah. some of them are good jump scares. So I, I can't really fault that too much. Uh, I will say, if I have critiques about the the horror elements, is that I do think the actual horror like happenings and plots and how some of the characters mm-hmm. kind of uh, you know wrap up their parts of the story. Some of it is a bit in like the, the sort of you know horror tropes one hundred and one kind of way. Mm-hmm. Uh, or even like found footage 101 kind of way there's like a couple of things where it's like oh the camera fell to the ground and sure. you know like, like you know it's, yeah there's definitely some elements where it feels like okay we're just doing the typical thing even if this you know the circumstances around the movie are very different and but there is a couple mm-hmm. of notable standout scares there's a couple of notable standout things there's one where i thought they were doing a very normal found footage thing but then it went one step further and made it kind of grotesque and i went oh you know what okay <laughs> they, they added their own spin on that i'll i'll, I'll give them give them points uh but um, it was it was a fun, also- it was it was a fun watch it was an easy watch i think the tension uh when they start like suspecting you know hearing noises or you know mm-hmm. th- so, like you know it, it kind of was grabbing me a little bit and i was kind of in the moment i was kind of with them yeah. and uh, and to and then when the first sort of like undisputable thing happens i thought it was quite effective mm-hmm. and it was like yeah and something had you know so, there had to be something undisputable because there was enough doubt created about everything so far that it was like well for them yeah. to actually get scared now there has to be something that they cannot right off there has to be something that's just clearly you know spooky <laughs> yeah and i also think it's like a fun easter egg movie like i kind of want to go back and like watch it to see i'm sure there's stuff i missed in the background because it's definitely stuff where like they don't call attention to it you know like someone just be walking and um you know like there's definitely one or two times where yeah i'd watch it with my wife and she would be like oh did you just see like that in the background i was like oh no i missed it like let's go back and you know check that out or mm. something like um seems like a fun movie to put like little stuff like that in 
Yeah, but, that, um, that was one of the things actually that stuck out to me is that several of the characters that are on this call aren't actually in houses alone, which I think is the typical thing <laughs> to do with this premise, is you have yeah. them be in a house on their own, or at least it feels that way. But, you know, there's a character who's with their parents, there's another character who's with a boyfriend, there's another character who... Like, most of them actually have other people in their apartments or houses, uh, which is kind of interesting um, <laughs> in a lot of ways, and maybe even brings up some questions later as far as like plot <laughs> things uh as to why certain things you know why certain people don't necessarily say hey i'm hearing some weird streaming from upstairs maybe i should yeah. go, maybe <laughs> i should go check on the kid <laughs> <clears throat> yeah that totally and uh it, it is kind of funny um just thinking about kind of some of the stuff you were saying earlier with it being like a little tropey and jump scary um it, it is i do think it's interesting how the like the way uh you shoot something uh and this and everything like how that can affect it because yeah like you know imagine if this wasn't uh on zoom like if it was if it was just a normal like obviously that would take away a lot of the premise but like yeah you know if they changed it to where everyone was just in a house together like we would probably hate this movie because it would just probably seem like such a you know like standard you know tropey movie or whatever but i don't know i just think it's kind of interesting that like Hmm. because of the circumstances of how it's like made um well, and the, everything that the, the whole thing about doing a movie like this and the whole point of found mm-hmm. footage in a lot of ways is to try and make it feel like really grounded so that it feels like it's just yeah. happening to real people and that's where the tension comes from and if the performances kind of back that up and they feel natural and i, I would say they do here this feels like a group of friends uh to feel, feel natural characters you know for the most part nothing stuck out to me is feeling off about oh, it oh yeah totally and, but, yeah, you know, like, I, I, it's worth mentioning all the uh actors they're all using their real names like Haley, mm-hmm. her real name is Haley. Gemma's real name is Gemma. like uh, yeah it, so clearly that's something they did intentionally to just make them feel more comfortable as they were talking to mm-hmm. each other because it, it, it may be and maybe they are all friends as well i have no idea <laughs> i mean or maybe they just didn't know how to change their zoom names <laughs> yeah we just gotta go with <laughs> that, yeah that was actually weird because zoom has their names in the corner of the, the the video for each person this is the only movie i've ever watched where every single character is labeled the entire time which is <laughs> which is the only reason why i remember all their names because their names are constantly <laughs> next to their faces the entire time uh so thanks for that movie i guess yeah. you know what's kind of funny is like i actually do like the um the found footage medium and the idea of found footage a lot, but it seems like once it like, like obviously there's a Blair witch, but then once it kind of got like repopulized with a paranormal activity, it seems like we had such a glut of bad found footage movies that it just le- le- leaves kind of like a very like sour taste. And uh, it's funny with, you know, I, I don't know if we have a name for these, like kind of, you know, like uh, computer screen movies, but it seems like they've all been like pretty good so far. <laughs> I got I don't know, this is not an official name, but if I was going to name it, it'd probably be something like screen share movies or something. I don't know. Because you're just looking at a, what's sure. on a screen. I don't know. Because uh, what, yeah. what have we had? We've That's had Freddy 1 and 2. We've had uh-huh. this. Uh, we had one that wasn't, wasn't quite a, Yeah, that wasn't a horror yeah. movie. Per, that was more of a thriller. But, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, the, the, you know, it fits into the, the, the sub-genre. Um, yeah. So, why not? I mean, I, I suppose there's no reason why you can't apply this to other genres if you wanted to. Uh, oh, sure, and yeah. the same goes with found footage but found footage has never really made it to i mean i i guess you know cloverfield is slightly i mean more sci-fi than it is horror but it's yeah. still it's, you know, it's same, close enough like, yeah yeah so you know but when's the found footage like action comedy 
going to have <laughs> like it could possibly be uh, interesting i wouldn't be opposed to it but yeah it's kind of funny you haven't really seen many of other ones i i think there were even before like unfriended i think there were a few like other small um movies that, that were doing like kind of similar stuff but i don't think maybe many really hit it big or really used it to their advantage um mm. I, I know there's one the den that i i think a lot of people talk about i think that was maybe something to do with like a chat room uh premise but um okay I, I think I watched it a long time ago, but I just I don't remember much about it. But I think that's one a lot of people um, seem to like. Maybe we'll have to do it at some point. But, um, yeah, I mean, as far as, like, kind of, like, the big standout ones, so, uh, yeah, that, I guess there haven't been that many so far, but the ones that have been uh, have all been pretty good. Yeah, yeah. What's interesting is I'm clicking on some of the actors here, and they all seem <laughs> to have been in a film called Dawn of Death together. So, okay. uh, clearly, they, you know, they've worked together before, so... Uh, which isn't a surprise that this was a project that came out of like a bunch of friends who have worked together already, uh, yeah. you know, making this together. So, yeah, uh, I, I guess the other complaint uh, maybe is that there's definitely a couple of contrivances, again, with the sort of the found footage slash, you know, webcam <laughs> uh, style of movie where there's definitely, I'd say, the last like five minutes where I'm like, why is someone even bothering with the, the laptop at this point? <laughs> like, you know, it doesn't feel like <laughs> yeah. he's adding anything. Uh, there might be technically an excuse for it, which we'll talk about in spoilers, but yeah. that was kind of just what you know, it goes back to that thing that we talk about in a lot of found footage movies, but there's always a point where you're like, why are they still filming? Why are they holding a camera? Yeah. Drop <laughs> it. You'll be quicker. <laughs> you know, you'll get, you run away quicker <laughs> if you're not holding the big heavy camera. And yeah. I, I think uh, it's, it's kind of funny because uh, I think, um, like, maybe they don't uh, outright come in and say it, but like, uh, I do think there is, like, a lot of, like, reasoning in this, like, you know, like one of the big things uh, that you would think in this movie is, all right, so why don't you like run out and go get someone or, you know, have someone come over if you're scared or whatever. But then obviously you think like, oh, wait, no, like, yeah, this is during the, you know, the pandemic, like people can't just easily go outside uh, or, you know, even if you want someone to come over or something like, or, you know, uh, you know, whatever, like, you know, you're running a, you know, possibly even other like you know potential risk uh to your health um and then hey, like as I'm far as there's a certain point in this movie though where i'd happily risk the virus over, sure, over sure. what's happening <laughs> that's true um but like i i do like that added element where it's like yeah they, they don't really bring it up but you know because of what's going on that like there is that like danger uh, as well and then like also with like yeah if there's a spooky noise and you're going to uh, explore it like if you are by yourself it's like Oh yeah, well, of course. Like yeah, bring your laptop because that's where your friends are, and that's who you, you know you're talking with. So I I do like that it kind of yeah makes a for the a, most part you know, yeah, yeah makes for, yes more sense <laughs> yeah for the most part it, it makes more sense because um, well, one of the things that I like about movies that like this with have done well is like how they kind of capture things and how they. Because it's kind of like, one of the things I love about bottle movies, right, where movies are all set in one location, is that it forces the writing to kind of have all the conflict, have all the drama come out in, you know, organic ways, but through conversation and in the context of wherever they are. And I think movies like Host and Unfriended, one of the things that I loved about Unfriended is that it used the, the mechanic of what it is, which is the, you know, that computer screen. So we're watching what someone's doing on a computer. And so many things about what that person clicked on or Googled or whatever revealed more about the character. It, you know, it was a way to convey information that was different and unique to that mechanic. And it kind of justified why it was told that way. 
And I yeah. think one of the things that I love about movies with a, you know, a gimmick, quote-unquote, like this, mm. is that, okay, so how do you believably get across a certain amounts of information and how do you use what the, the the laptop camera can't see to add to the horror? Which is why I think a lot of these like gimmicky ways of telling stories lend themselves to horror movies, because horror movies are often about what you don't see or hear. It's about having your view obstructed and what's more of obstruct more of an obstruction than only having one camera in one place and you can see like the door frame, so you can see if anything walks past, but you can't see anything on either side. You know, things simple things like that. But it's how do you expand that and sort of make a whole movie out of those kind of ideas? Um, and if yeah. anything, once things get more overtly supernatural, is maybe where it falls into some of the traps a bit more because at that point it's just okay. This is just you know typical supernatural stuff. There is one really cool supernatural thing that happens in this though that I kind of liked. Uh, okay, but it was definitely a, it was definitely one of the more over the top moments though in the whole thing. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll talk because because one of the problems I always have with supernatural movies if I stop and think about them too much is that mm-hmm. when they start doing things like you know opening like cupboard doors and like you know slamming pots and pans and things and I'm like. Okay, what's the demon or ghost thinking here exactly? Like, did it, yeah. like, like uh, movies would have you believe that demons and ghosts love just like teasing people and like doing all these wee creepy things <laughs> to get you know. And I'm like, if they're this malicious, like, why aren't they just killing someone outright, or why aren't they, you know, doing more creative things? I don't know. Sure. <laughs> uh, this is not this movie's problem. This is just a sort of uh, a, a ongoing thing that kind of creeps it in my head from time to time when I'm watching supernatural stuff. Mm. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, what that, what but... is the logic of the ghost? What are they, what was the thought process <laughs> for this particular prank they're playing? You know. Uh, so, yeah. anywho, anywho, uh, something to add, Timothy? Nope. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think we'll get to spoilers though. I, I think we're at that uh, that point. Uh, before we get to spoilers, though, I will thank our Patreon producers for the month of August. So thank you, Alison M. Fordyce, Tyler Hess, Cindy Palisades, David Shaw, Bordenow, Zammer Jammer, Al Tribesman, Christopher Moy, and Brett Williams. They are all $20 above patrons, which makes them Patreon producers. But you can, of course, support us for much less than that. You can support us for as little as $1 per month over at patreon.com slash TV. And for that $1, you'll get an exclusive extra episode of Streams After Midnight every month uh, where we do, you know, lesser known films or goofier movies or, or whatever you know last movie we did was uh called dead heat it was a buddy cop movie where one was a zombie uh from the 80s so uh there's about 20 of those movies in the back catalog so if you sign up for the one dollar you get access to all the bonus episodes that we've done so far and there's a new one every month as i say there's bonuses for other shows at the five dollar tier you get to vote on an episode once per month and you get all the episodes a day early so go and have a look and see if you're interested in helping keep all the content coming and i uh, feel a little bit warm and fuzzy in the inside for supporting your favorite mediocre horror movie podcast. Uh, <laughs> thank you. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so, Phil Spoilers then for host from this point on. So, you know, the opening of the movie, and I kind of appreciate how much of the runtime it devotes to just kind of setting up the characters because there's a good 20 <laughs> to 25 minutes of this hour, which is just one by one, the characters joining the call. They're kind of catching up. They're t- you know, the, 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 it reveals kind of that uh, Radina's got this, this boyfriend who because he's like chopping something in the kitchen in the background and it's making a lot of noise and she has to go and ask him to like you know quit it <laughs> yeah uh, and then and it's very awkward because they mention like that they didn't know each other they haven't known each other that long they kind of like moved in like either right before quarantine or decided to like move in like during quarantine and it seems like uh, there's a lot of tension there yeah it sounds like like the the, the relationship was just starting so the, when when the whole quarantine thing kicked off they said why don't we just move in together and be a household and that way we can spend time <laughs> with each other in quarantine and of course 
that seems to not be working out that well. Uh, <laughs> we never really mentioned Teddy much in the spoiler-free section. Teddy is sure. uh, kind of the sixth friend who comes on. And he's kind of like an odd one because he's, you know, he's a bit older than the rest of them. I'm not really sure exactly what the relationship is with him. But he's got this uh, girlfriend or wife, maybe it is now, who he's been with uh, recently. And they kind of comment how he's always in photos with her. They're always like, on social media. Like She's always doing stuff with him. Uh, he actually like dips out the movie quite early. Uh, he's there for the start of the seance, but very quickly the the, the wife slash girlfriend comes in and kind of interrupts him and you know sort of forces him to quit the call. Um, <laughs> it's like ah, oh, can't go an hour without without Teddy yeah. by her side. <laughs> uh, but he, he like, I don't go. I know it like it seemed like a little like unbelievable. Like I I mean I know like. I mean, I, I mean, you know, maybe it's just like the people I usually hang out with, but it's like if you really make like a special thing with your friends, like for just like, you know, an hour or something, especially like during a time when like, you know, no one's doing anything. And it's like <laughs> she really wouldn't give them like that much time. Like maybe they're I mean, still in the honeymoon phase. Maybe this is. Yeah. You know, uh, maybe she's jealous that he's he's off talking to five women <laughs> like was i don't know it, was he like one of their exes or something like i forget who it was but it seemed like they like mentioned to someone like uh like something like oh like yeah Tay's gonna be here and uh, hopefully they don't show his new girlfriend or something like it seemed like there was um i don't know I like never, something maybe but i never got that impression i, I just got the impression they all don't like her <laughs> <laughs> was, that could be that maybe that's just it she's yeah. just the annoying girlfriend who never lets him just be there <laughs> you know, she's always kind of like forcing her way into everything um yeah. but he he because he sets up a thing so it has some comedy early on where he he said like hey how about we all do a cheeky shot every time uh you know the, the medium says the word astral plane mm-hmm. so and she says it quite early on and you can see them sort of sneaking a drink some of them and any kind of like in- intentionally says, "What's that word again?" And sort of does it. So yeah. <laughs> they're all kind of giggling to themselves, and Haley's getting kind of a little bit frustrated. Because uh, one of the things that's set up is that the medium says that you know you, you have to be careful to respect the dead and respect the process, otherwise you're kind of inviting things. Um, and of course, they're all giggling, they're all kind of making fun of it a little bit. And then the big thing, of course, that happens that really kicks the plot off is that Gemma makes up she like she sort of says she hears something and then or she feels something and she talks about someone what name is she alan maybe i don't know and she says oh and she's like do you know anyone named alan it's like yeah and then the 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 medium like her door goes and she's like sorry i've got a delivery i have to go and see this and when she leaves Gemma starts laughing because she made this up and she's just pulling her leg and Haley's really pissed at her and it's a whole awkward thing um but when- yeah, and then oh, by the way, I would just I would totally be the Haley in this situation because I, I would definitely be the one that's like taking it very seriously and getting mad at everyone that's like moving yeah. off. Like I've I've definitely like done stuff like that before where it's like, hey guys, let's go on like a, a ghost tour or watch this like documentary on Bigfoot or something, and like everyone's laughing. I'm like, hey, it's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and you know there is kind of a like there's one moment where the medium is still sitting there. And like she says, she sees a light behind Radina, and you know I'm looking at it, and I can't really see it. <laughs> and yeah. they're looking for it; they can't really see it. And it, it might be, um, and maybe interesting to note too uh, that you know the medium does say that like, uh, oh yeah, usually you know she does this in person. That I think it's like the first time that they're doing it over the internet, but there shouldn't be any reason why. Yeah. Um, well, what are the? But uh... I, I feel like that 
I don't know, like maybe adds to like maybe some of the danger and like what, yeah, what, confusion and stuff. One of the practical things that I really liked is that they all have to light candles. So from mm-hmm. from a lighting perspective, visually, it does kind of make the movie look more interesting that they're all lit by a yeah. single candle mm-hmm. and and they're in you know relative darkness and they're all they all have one candle. It gives it kind of a an interesting vibe and. You know, yeah. She explains that you know, we're, you know, usually you form a circle, and that's to protect each other as we sort of like contact this world. And you've seen this in other mm-hmm. supernatural movies where they contact the dead or whatever. But this idea of like mm-hmm. we have to make sure we're you know, in Ouija movies, they always say never do it on your own. You have to always be in at least a yeah. pair because otherwise you're invi- you know, you can't protect yourself against whatever comes. So and basically, what they speculate has happened uh, later on, of course, is that Gemma by making up like a fake person has let something from the other side which can use this fake person as a mask to like kind of like appear so it's something malicious and that's kind of what the the premise of the rest of the movie is uh but what's really fun though is that uh, so, so some creepy stuff starts happening very simple stuff uh a noise here whatever um but then the medium's internet goes out, right? And how many, you know, I mean, it doesn't happen that often, but every so often we'll be recording something and one of, you know, one of us <laughs> will cut out because the internet goes. So it's a very believable thing. Mm-hmm. But this is the person who knows what they're talking about, in theory. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they're left abandoned without this person. And it's kind of, you know, it's this kind of awkward thing. Um, and because they end up calling her at one point in the you know Haley gets her on the phone to talk to her and she's like yeah my internet's out and she's like trying to get her advice like, over the phone as weird th- things are happening mm-hmm. uh but obviously because they've been giggling because they've been laughing it, like i was saying earlier there had to be something that unequ- you know unequivocally proved something is going on they, they can't you know they, mm-hmm. for this to get tense you know quick enough for the rest of the movie to work they're going to have to have something that they can't dispute and sure enough there's a moment where Haley's just pulled back in her chair like across the room and it's like yeah. If that if that was a practical joke she was playing on her friends, it's like well, like how do you know yeah. that'll take a lot of time and effort. And this is actually one of the things that I'm I'm very interested in in terms of the production is like, mm. you know, stuff like that. Like did did the actress have to like set this up herself? Did someone talk her through it? Or even mm-hmm. even something as simple as lighting. It's one thing when it's just a candle in front of their face, and that's essentially all the lighting they've got for a lot of the, the movie. But there's there's yeah. parts later on where um uh is it caroline who like goes and looks in the attic at one point and so there's like mm-hmm. she you know, she carries her laptop or whatever into the hall and she's looking up and she's like turning the camera around in the attic you know that classic old thing of picking the camera up and turning it around yeah and mm-hmm. the whole time i'm thinking like you know they had to make sure the lighting for all this worked and looked as best as it could on the on the camera mm-hmm. so like did they have like someone who knew what they were doing like talk her through it did someone go to your house, you know, in a mask and, like, set this up for her? Like, I'm curious about these things. I was thinking about it. Oh, yeah, me too, definitely. Like, uh, I... I mean, if I had to assume, I, I was, like, trying to think, like, maybe they had, like, a very, very small, like, crew. Like, you know, maybe a few people. Mm. You know, maybe they got tested and once they, you know, knew, like, you know, that, that they don't have it and then you know, maybe show up wearing masks and stuff. Like, I could conceivably see something like that uh, happening, but, and yeah, I, know, I mean, I, I would love to know. <laughs> and I know so- someone will probably say, but, you know, is there any latent concerns, really? They're, they're just doing, like, a, a natural-looking movie on on sure. Zoom, right? Like, no. Like, no. Everything has to be lit properly. <laughs> see see, see if Caroline, when she goes out into the hall and then goes up to the attic, if they had just done that with whatever lights were happening, you know, if, if she just turned on the hall lights and did that, I guarantee you it would not have captured what it needed to, right. especially mm-hmm. when she puts it up into the attic. 
and even the, even the effect there which the camera's like pying around and we see the mm. feet hanging and then the camera moves back and the feet aren't there anymore um yeah but although that was one of the moments that kind of i thought was a bit tropey one because we've seen this done a lot but also mm. it was a bit contrived in the sense that all the characters who are also watching this all the other people on the call all say to her oh quick put the camera back i think i saw something what do you mean you think yeah. you saw something? It was clearly two feet. It's, the, the, yeah, the, it's the, legs. The, the, there was no disputing what that was. <laughs> right? It was very obvious. Yeah. It's not even like it, she's turning it fast. It's it's quite slow. You can get you get a good look at these feet as the camera's going yeah. past. Especially because like, everything is so tense at, at that moment. Like Everyone is like so scared. And like yeah, you're hearing these noises like... It's not like people would casually be looking at the screen. Like You would be glued to it. Like There's no way in hell you would miss yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, because Caroline's the one who has the background, and she shows this off at the start when she's like, "Hey, you know, quarantine's been kind of boring, so I've had a lot of time." And she shows off, like, you know, her background shows her walking in the room and going over to the drawers and, like, you know, combing her hair, or whatever it is. And they're all kind of giggling about it. And of course, being a horror movie, I'm like, "This is going to come back up later. Like, there's no way oh, we're not totally. using this." Yeah. And so there's a great moment where it's not long after the attic stuff, but she's just kind of distraught after that for a little bit, and she goes away to, you know, do something. And she's gone for a while while other characters are talking. They're kind of freaked out. And then eventually they start saying, oh, you know, where's Caroline been? It's been a while. And she walks in and like, oh, oh there she is. And immediately I'm like, no, this is the footage from earlier. Yeah. This, this is the background. <laughs> and, and the characters, to their credit, do realize this. And like, hey, no, I think that's the background she made. That's not that's not live. And it does this thing where there's just a quick shot of like her bloody face coming towards the camera. Um, yeah. And I, we see... I, yeah, we do see later exactly. We see more of how she dies later. Bizarrely, I don't remember how that happened though. I think it was like, like something plays the footage back or something. Uh, uh I, I don't know. I, I thought it just we basically just see her maybe slamming into the camera more and more, a few times. Yeah, well, yeah, but yeah, we did, but it wasn't in the scene though. It was later. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I just thought maybe that it was happening again or something. Like, maybe even if she was yeah. dead at that point, it might just be slamming her head into it again i don't know no nah, well because it felt like it was showing like a bunch of it was cutting between a lot of things happening so i yeah i feel like it was uh showing stuff that had already happened but i mean it's, oh, maybe it doesn't really matter that much but uh yeah. what, what i like about this it was, it was effective though is what i'm trying to say oh yeah and what i like about it a lot is um i, I think it's actually like uh it's creepy like the, the actual you know, showing the bloody face and slamming against the computer, like, that's fine, that's whatever. I think the creepiness is once that stops and then you still get the image of her, like, the loop of her walking into the room and checking her phone and, and stuff. Like, I like how every so often it, it would go back to that just because it's just such a, like, kind of creepy image knowing that, oh, this isn't real. Uh, that, yeah, yeah. every so you know, often... Behind the, this somewhere. Yeah, every <laughs> so often the box would come in and show her, you know walking in and combing her hair and whatever um i i, I do think even before the because because again the slamming the head against the, the the screen doesn't get seen till later so at this point in the movie you just see one quick like jump scare essentially of her face coming towards the camera and, you know I, enough where they're like what was that and unlike the feet this one makes sense where it's so quick that like wait what is that yeah. you know because they, they say oh it looks like the laptop fell over because it, it looked like it did when the head hit it <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> but if you know it makes sense that they're a little confused and they don't want to necessarily believe you know what it looked like it might have been kind of thing right <laughs> and 
so but even before that though even just like when they realize it's the footage and they're like wait where is she you know what's happened what you know why why you know it adds to the even though she was already missing so you know it's already creepy and her absence once you start seeing the video playback it almost makes it even creepier even though technically speaking it's not changed the situation she's still missing but the visual of her walking around like that makes it feel a bit more ominous uh so (laughs) no i thought it was really effective um you know, as much as I said that uh, Emma doesn't have as much, because it feels like she's just there scared. Like, her her notable thing, really, is that she's got a sheet over her head for a lot of, like, the back half of the movie, where she's really scared about everything that's happening to everyone else. Because uh, her big kind of ending, and I'm probably doing these out of order, but it doesn't really matter that much, yeah. uh, is that, you know, she hears some noises, she takes the camera into the sort of living room or whatever, where the, the kitchen's off to the side, and she's the one who's been playing with the face mask thing on, on Zoom. And like this mask that looks like one of the masks that you would get on the on the app is just kind of floating in the middle of the room and it looks and this is actually really creepy this is one of these things where i thought all the the drawers and cabinets opening was a bit you know okay cheesy trope whatever right but this face floating there was so like david lynch <laughs> and like, just just kind of surreal it was this you know just this creepy almost translucent face just sort of yeah. like sitting there and the, and then eventually it turned at one point for a little jump scare and that was a, a neat little, little <laughs> moment uh and she runs back to her bedroom and she just sort of hides under a sheet and i'm like what do you think that she's going to do <laughs> this, <laughs> this entity's like floating around in the in the house what do you think it's going to happen the the weird thing with her though is it does seem like yeah she has that like very scary moment but then it seems like nothing really happens for like a long time for her because yeah. then uh like eventually yeah like you know she gets um this kind of, you know, grisly demise and stuff by the end. But, like, um, yeah, it feels like there's a long while where it's just, like, nothing's happening to her, which seemed kind of weird. Yeah. That was a little bit strange. Uh, Radina has a bit of build-up to hers where a couple of creepy things happen. First, where the oven turns on, random in the background. Uh, she can't find her boyfriend, even though we never see them leave. And she, like, you know, messages him, uh, phones him, and his phone's in the house. It's like, oh, where did he go? Like, what's what's going on here? Um, and it's not until later that he uh, drops from the ceiling, uh, you know, from behind her. And it's like, I guess a good jump scare moment. And I yeah. think, is she the one who also has the, uh, like, she's got, like, the... No, no, it's not her. It's just the one with the mask who's got the powder or the sugar or whatever it is. The flower, maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's, like, <laughs> sort of fl- throwing it, trying to, like, see if she can see him and uh eventually there's footsteps on it uh so and which is fun and effective but again it's a bit tropey right we've, we've seen this done before with invisible yeah. entities you know the whole you know do do some something on the floor to see the footsteps paranormal activity literally did right. that you know yeah so it's, it's some of it is very old hat but like again like and maybe this is just a symptom but maybe if they'd taken you know instead of 12 weeks maybe take 16 just to maybe sure. <laughs> you know maybe see if you can come up with some other ideas for how to do some of the scary stuff yeah. but that's it i think some of them are very effective though as much as i'm saying a couple, some of them aren't some of them are very good it's you know there's there's ups and downs in the scary stuff and i think one of the things that kind of helps it too is that like once you know the big stuff basically starts happening it does not let up. So I feel like even if maybe there is stuff that's a little contrived or whatever, you're on like such a like fast going roller coaster that, you, you know, you don't really stop and think about it that yeah. much. Like, you know, cause it's just like boom, boom, boom. And then on to like the next thing, next thing. Yeah. And then, cause eventually like Haley, who, you know, because she's the one we started with, she kind of feels like the main one, even though it's kind of equal yeah. for the most part. Uh, sure. 
she ends it, up it seems like Haley and Gemma like seems to have kind of like a relationship they feel like a little more close yeah know, well, important it, I guess it starts with those two because we meet Haley first then Gemma so it kind of ends with those two as well but Haley actually gets dragged out of the room and she's actually gone for a long time because Gemma at this point feels so guilty about you know starting all this and she's so scared that she actually grabs a, a mask and runs out the house. And I was actually being kind of critical because the mask wasn't covering her nose when she left the house. And I'm like, Gemma, it's not doing anything if you don't cover your nose too. To be fair, by the time she yeah. arrives, it is. But uh, in the meantime... It, it is kind of funny too that like I do like... I mean, it is it's it is good that she does that, but also it's like uh, with everything going on, would you really have the state of mind to think like, oh no, gotta put my mask on. Like... <laughs> Yeah, especially since she's literally just running outside, which is where the, you know, like, it's nighttime, there's hardly anyone in the street, like, the masks are really important for going inside anywhere, and they're important for, like, be, being close to anyone. Running outside isn't necessarily the sure. <laughs> the, the place where it's the most required, but, you know, whatever. Uh, so, she uh, runs uh, to, to Haley's, but we'll save that, because that's kind of the ending. Um yeah. Emma is still under the sheet, and when she's basically left on her own because Gemma's ran off and left her house, um, and she's on like uh, she's, she's she does switch to her phone for a bit because you do see her running outside, uh, but I guess that's just so we can see some of it. I mean, honestly though, it feels like a little bit you know we didn't really need it, but hey oh, sure. uh, but that's when Teddy comes back on and he's just kind of drunk and he's just kind of there and he's like, hey, what's happening? Why y'all sort of? Why's the cameras all empty? And he's mm-hmm. trying to, he's trying, you know, and, uh, I think Emma's like trying try to tell him like the stuff's going on, and he's not really listening to it. Uh, and oh, actually, there's a kind of a bullshit scare thing here. Where his camera turns on, and he introduced earlier on that he's got this creepy puppet, and he has the puppet kind of like come into frame and turn turn and look at the camera, but it's just him making a joke. Yeah, he's not actually, you know, there's nothing supernatural's happening, and he just he's just sort of joking and laughing, and then of course you know the entity kills his wife slash girlfriend he ends up running around uh and his death's he, the his death's the one that actually i thought was kind of tropey and then he then he literally got set in fire while he was still alive <laughs> and i thought oh that's actually quite grisly and kind of unique to see uh, on a found footage thing so you know what fair enough <laughs> we'll go with it yeah the uh the death scene of his wife or girlfriend or whatever whatever that's one where i was like really like okay how do they do this because she is like lifted into the air and is like like flopping around and then like falls into the pool and like i don't know maybe that's i don't know maybe it's just like a simple green screen or something but again just kind of you know thinking of the limitations and stuff i was wondering how they did yeah that. it's definitely probably the biggest budgeted moment <laughs> in, in the movie <laughs> uh and yeah probably it's just fx i mean they probably they probably had time to do a little fx i imagine yeah uh so i, I also like feel kind of bad because i'm like Hey, uh, so can this thing just kill, like, anyone, like, even if they weren't part of the seance? <laughs> like, Yeah, uh, yeah. T- yeah, Teddy's thing's kind of weird, because Teddy left before the seance started, but, yeah. uh, well, really started. It was before, before yeah. all the uh, the proper parts of it, anyway. I guess if he if he had the candle lit or whatever, maybe yeah, that was enough to... <laughs> but yeah, yeah it, was, it was a little strange. And then also, they he had, like, the... Um, which I thought maybe was going to be a bigger maybe more effective moment where they kind of make this uh big deal about this like music box this like creepy music box that he has that plays but like it just plays a yeah. bit when he's like yeah. you know being tense and you know in the build up to his kill he hears it but yeah so it's not uh, i was i was kind of expecting more from that but i mean eh, it's fine yeah um 
So no, he's that solid. Uh, yeah. You know, it's, it's brutal because, like I say, it's when he because he, he basically gets set on fire because because he, he he's uh, you know his lit his, his torch or whatever runs out. So he actually uses a lighter to light you know his way, uh, which again is an interesting visual just having this lighter in frame, and that's the only thing that's lighting anything outside. Uh, but yeah. then of course you know it sets him on fire and. Him waking up when he's on fire and streaming <laughs> is this yeah. is pretty brutal. So that was effective, I thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, the ending is that Gemma arrives at Haley's because she wants to see where her friend is, and she finds her sort of hiding in like another room. So they're together, and it feels kind of okay, right? So these two sort of best friends are together, and maybe they'll they're going to try and do something. So they're suspecting that whatever this is is in the house, and, and this is, is when is... I'm sorry. I was gonna say this is when you notice the clock in the corner, the timer. Okay. It's saying Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, you know, it's it's saying like, you know, maybe from the thirty second mark, it's like, no, this call's gonna end in thirty seconds. Uh, in fact, and- there's a message about ten minutes before the end actually that says that you only have ten minutes left on this call. Uh so mm-hmm. that kinda sets you up for oh, it's gonna have a sudden ending in ten minutes. There's gonna be like a a thing, you know? Yeah. Uh yeah, like like you said, a, a countdown, which is uh, I like and then but also um I don't know if, if you notice this, but I don't. Is is this around the time where you start noticing, uh, the participants' number going down? Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's also around here too. Yeah, um, which uh, another like cool little, like trick I thought. Yeah, the contrived part here is that Gemma picks up the laptop because she's looking for Haley, and she picks it up and takes it with her when she goes to find her. So we actually, you know, see her like in the. I, I guess the only explanation I have for this is that this is the only source of light she has because the power's out in the apartment. So, okay, yeah. but I mean, it's a bit of a stretch. Uh, yeah. You know, I, you know, it's, it's, it's the only time in the movie where I went, wait, why is she, why is she picked up the laptop? She, she's cared about a friend who might be like lying dead somewhere in the apartment. Like, yeah. <laughs> why, why is she picking up the laptop? It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but, uh, so the movie ends with them kind of like, they're going down the hall and, uh, Haley's got a, an old Polaroid camera that she, which she's been sort of like messing around with throughout the movie. Uh, and obviously, again, it's one of these things where that's going to play a factor uh, as the movie goes on. And she's taking photos with the flashes uh, to see their way going down the hall. And of course, the you know it's counting down. It's like five seconds left. So like, okay, she's going to flash once more, and we're going to see something. And sure enough, it flashes. We see this you know demonic face, uh, long hair, all this stuff uh, for a split second, and then it's like nope, call ended. And then yeah. that's where the scrolling credits you know happen. So. Yeah. I, I do like the idea of, yeah, like having the countdown to like, all right, you know, there's going to be like a big scare at the end. Like, um, I do like that. It was kind of exciting, but I don't know. I just couldn't care less about like, you know, this kind of typical demon face jumping out at you at the last second. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's, it, it's... The problem is, is that so many movies end yeah. this way right and even movies of this type specifically end this way where yeah. it's like jump scare <laughs> demon in your exactly. face yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of it's kind of a so you know when i said earlier that it falls into some tropes this is definitely one of those moments is the ending yeah. I, I think i think the countdown does give it an extra flavor which makes it exciting at least uh, i agree yeah but i think afterwards you're like well the, you know am i satisfied with the ending though in terms of the end of a story yeah you know whatever it's just yeah. you know it's whatever but hey um you know it's and I, I, I did like that there's like a moment of like and you know it didn't work of course but there's a moment about halfway through where without the medium Haley tries to like remember what she's been taught about this stuff it's mm-hmm. like okay all we have to do is like 
basically say we're leaving the the, the other world we're, we're cutting the because they, they talked about like imagine we're all roped to our doors which is our tether to the world like imagine yeah. that we you know we, we all cut the rope and we break the circle and that's it over and they all turn the lights on because i because i was thinking at one point like why aren't they starting to turn the lights on after getting scared because like there's sure. nothing stopping them but then eventually they do we get to a point where almost all of them have their lights turned on uh, and then creepy stuff still happens which I, I think makes it feel a bit more i guess real uh, for lack of a better term yeah i uh this is one thing i, I was kind of uh wondering about <laughs> if um like anything was happening with the medium as well like if uh because I, I i do feel like i'm surprised we didn't maybe get one little maybe stinger with her or something like you know her internet comes back and we see that you know, something has always ha- also happened on her end or something. Uh, I don't know, but it feels like that was a uh, weird to leave out. Uh, I don't know how you would do it. I mean, I, I think because she's the one who's the most helpful, it kind of makes sense in a weird way for for mm-hmm. you know for for the, the the fear of it that 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 help is just gone at a certain point where they can't contact her, and that makes yeah. them feel helpless. It adds to how they feel in the in the, in the movie. I think. Yeah, I, I was just curious if like. I mean, if this, if she was part of, you know, this like ritual or whatever, is stuff also happening on her end? Or I, I don't know if because she's so, you know, knowledgeable about this stuff, was she able to maybe cut it off properly that she's not, you know, experience anything or whatever? Or, or did the, maybe the demon doesn't really want to go after her or whatever because she respects, you know, <laughs> she respects the, uh, the other world. Yeah. But again, I don't know if the demon cares about that. I don't, I don't, I don't know if the demon, Sure. <laughs> gives a shit about who respects the other world. It's just that the, the lack of respect is what let it in, kind of thing. Right, right, right. right. Uh, or let it out, I suppose, maybe is a better term. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, but, I mean, I had fun. I had fun. It was, you know, there's some tense yeah. moments. When, when they first start hearing noises and there's, like, sort of a build-up to the first proper, like, proof that something's going on, mm-hmm. some of the, the, the characters' demises are really fun. Some of them are a bit tropey. Uh, it uses some mechanics and it's i think what i appreciate though to, to compare it to the other examples of this to compare it to unfriended a little bit is that unfriended is about a ghost that's on the internet <laughs> so it starts like doing all these creepy things on the t- on the computer itself it starts you know it keeps joining the call it's like a you know a cyber because the movie was originally called cybernatural right it was a cybernatural ghost <laughs> right i like that this is not that this is a ghost <laughs> that's tra- or a demon that's traditional it just so happens that all the characters are seen all through a Zoom call. Yeah. Uh, and that's the, the lens of which we're viewing it. But the, the the demon itself is not doing creepy things on the computer. Um, mm-hmm. Not really anyway. Maybe there's some small things that kind of are, but not not to, you know, it's more just affecting them in traditional noisy, spooky things, dragging people, you know, out their chairs, you know, you know yeah. typical demon shit. Um <laughs> So I appreciate that it's at least a little bit different in that, and because of it, it feels a little bit fresher than it maybe otherwise would do. Uh, yeah. You know, and Friended 2 kind of did the same thing where it changed things up to be like, no, 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 this is a stolen computer, and who does this belong to? That's kind of the creepy element, and that's where that takes that. So I like that at least I've not copied the, the, the core mechanic or the core like plot that's playing out through the mechanic yeah. yet. I think the problem we're going to have is when we start getting more of these and they start like, okay, this one's either a, a ho- repeat of the host or it's a repeat of Unfriended or it's a repeat of whatever, you know, like we're going to start doubling up and that's when we're really going to start to feel the fatigue, I think, like we do with found footage. Because oh, totally. So many found footage movies, the reason why they suck so much is not only because they're obviously bad acting and things like that, but also because 
they're just copying the ending of Blair Witch. That's all they're right. doing. Oh yeah, totally. And yeah, like when we, you know, like watched Unfriended. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think you know one of the one of the points we're making is like, oh, this is really good, but hey, we don't want to see a million movies like this. And then, um, yeah, I, I think the reason why we've been surprised with everything that's been good so far is like, like you said, they're not really copying each other. Like everything is fine, kind of you know, even if they still have, you know, tropey elements and stuff to uh, in it, they are still, you know, finding unique ways to go about it and present it. But yeah, it kind of worries me that, you know, once this stuff gets popular, especially, you know, like now, it, you know, when people are starting to realize like, oh yeah, we can film something like this, uh, mm-hmm. you know, with everything that's going on that, yeah, I, I do worry about yeah getting something that is just going to be a more brazen, like copy or rip off or whatever. Uh, it's inevitable that it's going to happen it, it, it really is i'm surprised that it's not really happened yet but i think between unfriended and host is there's enough buzz created from these two movies that it's probably going to happen soon we're going to start seeing oh, yeah. these knockoffs <laughs> that are going to be really painfully set through and you know we'll, we'll, we'll tackle those as we come but at least so far <laughs> they've all had their own spin on it and they've all they've yeah. all kind of said what can we do with this format that's not been done yet um mm. And I can appreciate that if nothing else. So, uh, but char- I, characters are natural enough. Uh, enough of the scares are fun. Uh, it's a solid time. It's an hour long. Yeah, yeah. I can't, can't really, I can't really not recommend it. Uh, you know, it's, it's oh no, watch. totally. Yeah, no, no. I was um, uh, again, I I was going in with pretty high expectations, and um, I don't know if they were completely met. Like, you know, it's not like. Uh, I mean, it, it is definitely one of the better <laughs> movies this year, but just, you know, for the fact alone that we haven't, uh, gotten, you know, as many movies this year. Uh, although, yeah, we, you know, we do get a lot of like, you know, VOD stuff, but, um, no, I mean, it, it was a, a, still a, a solid time and, um, yeah, I, I had fun with it. I was happy with it. Uh, my, uh, I, I think it is something where you and me are, uh, obviously, you know, very desensitized to a lot of horror, so I don't think like you know, like uh, stuff scares us that much. But like, my wife was terrified watching this movie. Like, there's a a couple of scenes where she was outright like, "All right, like this is <laughs> this is too much," and uh, I think this this stuff kind of helps with like, um, like the difference with found footage between like this and found footage is like, um, I don't relate to found footage as much because like I don't go around taping myself you know that much like you know every now and again maybe you have like a, a stupid video with your phone or something but like I'm, I'm not constantly going around trying to make a document of my life but like uh these movies on skype and zoom i think is something like you can easily see yourself being in because you you know this you know whether for work or catching up with friends or like podcasting like we do like it's something that you you know visualize yourself on a little yeah. tiny box talking to someone i spend so much of my week on skype and discord calls that like this is oddly <laughs> relatable when i'm watching one yeah. of these so I'm like <coughs> pardon me i'm dying don't worry uh <coughs> But no, like, cool. I think, uh, yeah, this was, uh, like, really fun, uh, and uh, it, it's cool that it's getting, like, a lot of hype, and, um, yeah, and again, like, other than being, like, a solid movie, just, like, all those circumstances and stuff around it just make it really interesting uh, for the times, for sure. I, I don't know. It, it will be kind of interesting to see, like, three, four, I don't know, ten years later, like, 
yeah, if it'll still be like held in high regard or whatnot. I feel but, like uh, it's one mm. that may be remembered more for its context than its actual quality as a movie on its own. Uh, you know, yeah. it'll be kind of like a time capsule, if nothing else, and yeah. that's maybe where, you know what it'll serve in terms of its purpose. But <clears throat> yeah, that's uh, that is host. So, uh, Tim, what are you going to rate mm. host out of ten? Um, I'm gonna give it a, a pretty good score. I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna go with an eight. Uh, you know, I think it's um very effective uh with what it does. Uh, you know, it's able to utilize the the setting and the you know, timing and everything, uh, very well. And, you know, yeah, the characters are all likable and there's some, um, you know, good scares and fun stuff that it does. Um, I, I wish I could go like a little higher, but I I just think the one thing maybe kind of holding it back is a little bit of the the tropiness, which, you know, even if like the stuff that, you know, we've kind of seen before or whatever, uh, it's still done well. Like, you know, so I don't want to say like necessarily that most of it's like, uh bad but again it is just kind of stuff that you're a little used to and, and seen before so i think maybe that just uh holds it a, a you know back just a little bit in a, a very high uh better score but i mean eight is still you know pretty good score yeah um i'm probably a little bit lower i think i'm gonna go with a seven it's, i think it's good i think there's enough unique things about it there's enough unique things in how it presents itself there's a couple of particularly good creepy moments of scares you know i like the mask but i like the mm-hmm. uh the video background stuff and uh, some of the really simple stuff with the first hearing noises is quite effective because it's you know i think the actors do a really good job of feeling natural and it makes a, it does a really good job therefore of the as they slowly start to discover and sort of accept or believe that something's happening and get scared it kind of does a lot to draw you in and i think that's where the, the real tension comes from uh but you know as you said as i've been saying throughout the review there's definitely enough of the scares <laughs> and enough of the moments that feel kind of just straight lifted out of like your generic, you know, spooky supernatural movie one on one playbook. So mm-hmm. because of that, I, I think I have to. I, I I couldn't. I never got like super enthusiastic by the end because of that. Mm-hmm. Um. So uh, I will say it's simply good with a seven. Uh, has some things to you know say against it, but has a lot of good qualities. And the context is obviously very fascinating. Uh, and you know, almost to maybe to a negative where I was thinking about it during certain scenes where, sure. you know, because <laughs> the scene where she's got up to the attic, I'm like, wait, how did they light this? Because did, 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 did they tell the actress <laughs> over Zoom, like, how to how to <laughs> do some basic lighting and stuff? You know, like, you know, just, I was curious. Uh, because it is, it is more complex than you might think. If you're not, if you don't know much about movie making, you know, lighting a scene so it looks proper on camera, even a Zoom webcam like this, uh, mm. it does take a bit of effort so that you're seeing what you're supposed to see and not seeing what you're not supposed to see. So, there you go. Uh, that is uh, that is host. Uh, I will make Tim do his uh, his pose for the thumbnail in a second. Although I will uh, first of all say that if you have made it this far in the review, to put in the word comments, uh, put in the word comments, put in the comments <laughs> down below on YouTube. Put in the word astroplane. Astroplane is the word. <laughs> if you made it this far. Uh, so Tim, I'm going to count down three, two, yep. one, and say pause, and you can pause for the thumbnail. So here we go: three, two, one, pause. <laughs> I was waiting for you to stop moving. You, you, were, you were kind of still shaking a little bit for the first <laughs> chunk of that, but uh, very good, very good. Uh, maybe I'll. Uh... Oh, I can't. I need to cut around it. I was going to say maybe I'll get like a sheet over my head and do the like, you know the, the look under the sheet that like, uh, Emma has, but. I can't really <clears throat> cut around that for the for the glow, yeah. so I don't know. I'll think of something. Else. I'll think of something. Else. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, 
that that's host uh so uh you know let us know what you think of the movie in the comments uh, it's always nice to see uh you can of course uh, like and subscribe like and support and as i said at the start of the, the video so please go do that uh you guys on twitter at screams midnight for updates and whatever shambles of jokes and nonsense that tim puts on there uh, i i mean i post on there too but the, the stupid stuff tends to come from tim uh, so go don't even deny it yeah go look at the twitter <laughs> Uh, and then, other than that, you know, check out other content that we have. Uh, you know, the Ace, the Atomic Cinema Experiments, the sci-fi movie podcast that I do with Tara. So it's kind of the uh, the sister show to this one, but with science fiction mm-hmm. instead of horror. So you know, maybe go check out that. Uh, there's some interesting stuff over there if you're interested. Uh, but otherwise, uh, that is pretty much us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching scary movies, guys, and we will see you next time.